so grateful you're here today, and I'm so grateful to be able to share with you this morning something the Lord has been working in me for many, many years. I come back to this scripture over and over again. It's like the one uh, thorn in the flesh for me that I have to come back to often to remind myself. And I know if, if I have to come back to it often, I know many others do as well. It's, a, it's something we all need today, something special uh, that the Lord is doing and wants to do for you. And I think you'll find that what we're talking about today might even just alleviate a little bit of a load that maybe you're carrying around. You know, when we, uh, when we go to uh, school, we, we go to high school, and maybe some of us, we started out in high school and we started, we got our first job. And, or maybe even before that, our parents told us that, you know, you do some chores around the house. If you do all your chores, there's a little allowance that might come to you. And that's, that's, an, that's an amazing program to help some kids learn the responsibilities that they need to know. And then that carries over into uh, going into high school and we go to work and maybe your first job uh, is working somewhere and you learn the work and you get that first paycheck and you go, oh man, taxes stink. And you get that and you're like, wow, but this is what I got to do the rest of my life, right? We learn that you work and you get paid. And then maybe you go into a different career all along your life and you learn you work and you get paid. And that has been ingrained into us as well. And it's ingrained into us, not even just in a, a work mindset, but also as children. We're, we're taught in a way through our culture and society that if you do the right things, if you act in a certain way, you'll please your parents and you'll be acceptable to your parents. And we, it's all ingrained into us uh, in a certain way. And this morning, I want to revisit a story because spiritually speaking, there's a little bit of a turn of events that we have to learn that it's an important spiritual stepping stone for all of us. And if we don't learn this stepping stone, then we'll find ourselves frustrated at the end of every day, wondering what in the world is going on with me spiritually. But this is a great piece of a word the Bible tells us in the story of Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And I will have to say, this is probably, uh, I would say, at least my top three favorite narratives in the Bible, in the New Testament at least. I love this story because we see a side of Jesus that we don't typically see and a side of Jesus that shows something very special for you and I. And this is a story of Mary and Martha as they are doing hospitality. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says, now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him. And she had a sister named Mary who sat at Jesus's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed, indeed only one. And Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. What a beautiful story about Mary and Martha's encounter here with Jesus. 
And what a beautiful story that helps us today. And I want to spend a few moments uh, debunking a myth that often comes in the Christian faith along the lines of working and getting God's approval. The myth about works. We're, we're, cult, we're, we're embedded into this culture that says, as we talked a few moments ago, you work and you shall receive. You do and you shall get. But here we see some things that were beginning to be problematic, spiritually speaking, in the life of Mary and Martha. Because Martha was learning, yes, she knew she had to work, but Mary also knew she had to work, but Jesus had to come first. And in this process is a fragile balance that you and, all, you and I have to learn in our spiritual lives. And this morning I want to talk to you about earning versus receiving. Earning versus receiving. Earning is what we said a few moments ago. It's getting a paycheck after you're finished working. And receiving is the idea of someone comes to you with a gift and you just accept it. And Martha and Mary were both learning this very carefully. Martha was learning or was going through this. She went through welcoming Jesus into her home. She was doing things and Mary did something different. She was being with Jesus. There was Mary who was welcomed him into her home versus Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But there was a problem. There was a problem here. And Jesus calls out that problem as, Mar as Martha is working and doing all of these tasks. Jesus tells Martha, you are distracted. You're distracted. And this tells me something about the Christian faith is that you can do a lot of great work, but still be distracted. You can serve the most meals around the world. You can preach a lot of sermons and be distracted. If your priorities are out of whack. And that's what was happening with Martha. She was distracted. And that word distracted is a word that in, in the Greek language, it means to be overburdened by various distractions. And another way, it also means to be pulled away from the main point. And that's exactly what was happening in Martha's life was she had become overwhelmed by her task. She had become overburdened by all the things that she was doing, that she got dragged away from why she was supposed to be doing them in the first place. Now, I want you to get this, that Martha, what she started out doing was good. She started out welcoming Jesus into her home. She was practicing hospitality as she was supposed to practice hospitality, as was the culture of the Jews. But she got distracted. Here is Jesus. He's the guest of the home. And Mary decides that it's better instead of taking care of all the dishes and, and all the tasks of cleaning that needed to be done. She decided, let me entertain the guest by sitting at his feet and learning from him. Whereas Martha said, forget about the guest. I've got things to do in order to get ready for the guest. But Jesus called that distracted. And there seems to be this widespread misconception in Christianity. And it's not a, it's not a new, new uh, widespread misconception. It's been around for a few hundred years. And that's this thought that if I do works, then I will earn God's approval. 
But the Bible is not teaching that here. And the Bible is also not teaching that you and I are not to work. There is to be a balance that comes. There seems to be this mis misconception in Christendom that if I do enough, then somehow I will gain God's acceptance or attention of me. And while the work is important, the work is not intended to be a done apart from Jesus. And that's the difference here was Martha was working and working and working and working so much so that she had forgot about Jesus who was right there in her home. And this is the truth for many times us in the Christian faith, especially this is a, a one that happens often to people who've been in the faith at any point in their life, is that you can get so caught up with church work, especially in American Christianity and ministry work and so caught up on all of the tasks that we forget Jesus is here right in our home, but we forget we're not spending time with him. We're not having relationship with him. We're not sitting at his feet and listening and growing with him. And this creates problems. This creates lots of problems. And you're going to see here a few moments that it created problems for Martha. And you'll notice here today, and I want to make it clear, that you and I, yes, as we serve the Lord, Jesus taught us, be the light and go let your good works glorify your Father in heaven. But it's first intended to be in relationship with Jesus that flows through us. And remember here this morning, work is not the way to heaven. Jesus is. May you and I never get it wrong that I have worked all these years of my life and have stood before the Lord and said, uh, Jesus, but I did all of this. No, Jesus talks about that. He said many people are going to come to him and say, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say to them, not everyone who says to me, the Bible says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my father who is heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not perform many miracles in your name? Did I not vacuum every week that church? Did I not cook meal after meal? Did I not preach sermon after sermon? But the Lord is going to say, but that is not what gets you into heaven. Jesus is. There is nobody who has worked all of their life to get to Jesus one day and God just makes an exception and says, well, you've made it in. No, that's why Jesus stood up very clearly and said, I am the way. I am the way, the truth and the life. And if anyone is going to come to the father, it is through Jesus. It is first by loving and being in relationship with Jesus. Work is not the way to heaven. Jesus is. And the lie of the enemy. And I want you to be very careful about this today because this is really a tactic of the enemy, especially for, for us Christians. We have to be so careful of this. The lie of the enemy is let me work before relationship. Let me keep working, working, working until you get to the point where you're so overburdened that you forgot why you started working in the first place. You forgot who you were working for. And instead you've developed a habit that has been separate apart from Jesus. But this is what was Martha's problem is she had got to the point where she was working, 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 and Jesus was sitting over there teaching Mary and she wasn't having any part of it. There is a difference. And this morning today, this is a sermon to help alleviate you today because you and I, we're not gonna work our way into heaven. We're gonna live our way in relationship with Jesus into heaven. And that's the way God has intended it for you to be. And oh, how the enemy would love to think. Just keep working. It's like, it's like Looney Tunes. They, they strap a, a stick with a carrot out in front of you. And you just keep working and working. And they never can reach it. 
because it's strapped to their back and it's impossible for them to get to. And that's the way it is in the Christian life. Working will never get you into heaven. Jesus gets us into heaven. And we have to have an abiding relationship with Jesus. We have to have a relationship with Jesus that is more important than the work. It is better than the work, but then pushes us to serve and love others. And so I want to show you a few things that Martha, some errors that happened in her life. Martha was more committed to the work more than Jesus. And this caused her perceptions of others, of herself, and of God to be distorted. Now I want you to watch how this happened. When we become obsessed with the work over Jesus, our priorities get out of alignment. And in ministry especially, all of us pastors and ministry leaders, I say it to myself because I have to come back to this scripture over and over and over again. It doesn't matter how hard we work. The most important thing we were called to do first and foremost is to be with Jesus. Be with Jesus. Being and doing are both good, but there is no doing apart from being. Being is the number one priority, being with Jesus. Otherwise, when we do work apart from being, our work becomes futile and separate from the will of God. It becomes distant from the purposes and plans of God. It is better to do to be with Jesus and learn the purpose and plan and then work out that plan that comes from being in relationship with him. And then instead of to getting caught up in a work that is is not a part of the will of God. And that's what Jesus told all of those who stood before him and said, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we do this thing? No, it's those who do the will of my father in heaven. And her, her misperceptions were this. Number one, she incorrectly perceived God. She said to Jesus, Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Do you not care? Now, you and I both know Jesus cares. Absolutely, Jesus cares. But when work gets up out of our alignment and we're trying to earn our way into heaven or we're trying to earn our salvation or gain acceptance into our faith. And sometimes what happens oftentimes in the Christian life is uh, we, we fall into temptation and we decide, well, I need to work my way out of this thing and somehow that will make it better. But that's not the way the Bible teaches us. That's not the part. That's not the, the how God has set it up. Otherwise, we make we make oblivious the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Christ. And this is what was happening in Martha's life was she incorrectly perceived God. It was an insult to Jesus. He was very loving in her in his response, but it was an insult to Jesus. Do you not care? Otherwise, why would Jesus have showed up at her home, knocked on the door and sat in their house if he didn't care? Of course he cared. Of course he wanted to come in his, their house and have a place there and be in relationship with them. Of course he cared. Of course he loved Martha. Of course he loved Mary. Of course he let them. He, they, he brought them along and they followed him all the days of his life because he loved them very much. But it wasn't this. It was when work becomes more important and we try to earn our way instead of receiving, we get a misperception of God. And we get this perception that oftentimes the world thinks that you can do all the things in the world and eventually one day you'll have acceptance. But most of the religions in the world teach it this way. You've got to earn God's approval. You've got to earn your way into whatever the afterlife might be for them. That's the way the rest of the world teaches. But Jesus says, you're not going to earn your way in here. 
You're going to receive it. Why? Because if you could earn your way, then it's based upon how good of a job you could do. And it makes it, it, it negates what Jesus did on the cross. She incorrectly perceived God. The second thing you'll notice here is that Martha began to speak and she got a little that, that you know, that tongue. It's a it's a dangerous thing, the Bible says. And it began to lash out at her sister a little bit. The Bible says, Lord, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me? Now, if you know, siblings in here, we we have our feud, feud, uh, our feuds every now and then. But boy, this was kind of an embarrassment to Mary to just call her out in front of Jesus and say, she's left me to do all the work. She's abandoned me. And what a, just what kind of a punishment she was putting and condemnation she was throwing on Mary. She's left me all by myself. Jesus, don't you see? She's a terrible person. I'm over here working, 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 and she's a bad person. And this is what happens when you get into a relationship where you try to earn your way into heaven is you lose out on love for others. You, you keep working and working and working and you become overburdened. And then you start looking around. You say, well, they're not working as hard as me. So, Lord, why am I not getting some help here? Why am I not getting some grace into here? But Jesus all along is trying to tell us that's not the way it works. You're trying to earn your way. And this is what Martha was trying to do. She was trying to earn something from Jesus here in his presence. And this misalignment caused her to look down on Mary, who was not doing the same work. It caused her to belittle other people. And when, when, when we become more committed to the work more than Jesus, this causes our perceptions to be distorted. And we lose out on love for others. You'll notice how this falls in alignment with the commandments. First, we get an incorrectly perception of God. The Bible teaches us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. And when our alignment, when our priorities get out of alignment, what happens is, is we stop loving the Lord our God, so we incorrectly perceive God. And then secondly, what happens is, is we lose out on loving our neighbor as ourselves, and we lose out on love for others, and it's, we do the opposite. We turn on them. We hurt people in this process in the Christian life. But listen, when, when the Christian life, when grace is a gift that we learn to receive, it's easy to share that gift with others because you received it. It's just like when somebody comes to you for Christmas and they come over to your house and they see whatever that thing is sitting in your house and they say, wow, that's such a cool gift. And you begin to tell them all about it. You say, yeah, yeah, my sister, my mom, they got this for me. And it's, it's amazing. It does this, this and this. And it does all the. And you know what they tell you? They say, oh, man, I got to go get one of these. I'm going to go tell my, my wife so she can get that for me for next Christmas. And you begin to become showing off the gift. And that's the way it's intended to be. If they had worked so hard for that thing and said, well, yeah, I put in all these hours. I saved up all this money. And you know what? It's not worth it. I, I did all that hard work for it. And I, it didn't really, it wasn't worth what I spent on it. It, it negates and it belittles the gift. But when it, the gift is received instead of earned, it becomes precious. And it becomes something that you and I will gladly share with others and say, no, you've got to get one of these. I, I know it's expensive, but just put it on your wish list. You've got to have it. It's a great gift. And that's the way it's intended to be in the Christian life is Mary had learned that the gift was to be sitting at the feet of Jesus and receiving from him instead of Martha, who was worried about earning. And what caused her to do was to look down on others. But when it's received, oh, you just want to share it with others. You can't wait till they can see the gift that is in you. 
Martha was, it caused her to incorrectly perceive God. It caused her to lose out on love for others. And the third thing is this, is work without Jesus causes us to gravitate towards selfishness. And this was what, this is what was happening in Martha. Watch what she said. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work? Watch what she says. By myself. I think there's a song by that, like that. Tell her then to help me. Tell her then to look at me, to give me some assistance, to come over here, put, put her gloves on and get over here and get to work. Help me. I'm doing it all by myself. Oh, you can hear this, the smell of conceitedness in that phrasing. And that's what was happening in Martha. When it's all a with work without receiving and it's all based on earning, it causes us to be selfishness because the God of earning is nobody else but me. The God of earning is not Jesus. The God of earning is the guy in the mirror. And that's who Martha was living and worshiping. She was all about herself because when you're all stuck on earning, 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 it's about at the end of the day, well, did I earn enough? Did I do enough? And the person responsible for earning is nobody but who? Me. If you go to work and you put in, they say you're going to get paid by the hour. And you say, well, you can work up to 40 hours, but you only put in 25. And at the end of the week and you say, well, I should have gone into work more. Well, who is responsible for that? Nobody but me. And that's the problem with earning is it puts all the blame on ourselves. And Jesus died on a cross for you and I so that we would not have to have the blame on ourselves. Jesus died on the cross so that you and I would not have to walk down the streets of Jerusalem with a cross that earned our way up to heaven. That's not the way Jesus intended it. Jesus said this, I'm going to go do the work for you. I'm going to put in the hours of labor. I'm going to do all that it takes. I'm going to come live a life on this earth. I'm going to dwell three years and I'm going to do signs and wonders that people might believe. I'm going to sit down at a table with them. I'm going to build a relationship with people, love them and love them. And then they're going to hate me. Then they're going to hand me over. They're going to arrest me. They're going to beat him with, with whip. They're going to make him bleed all over the place. They're, then they're going to hang him on a cross, put a crown of thorns on him, and blood is going to be shed so that you would not have to do it. And listen today, that's the biggest, that is the primary difference between earning and receiving. The person who is earning, who is all about earning, I just want to say to you today, are you willing to take a cross and go all the way and be, bear your life upon it? No, none of us are prepared for that. We can't do it. We didn't live a perfect life to do that. But the person who receives says, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to do that. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to earn another day in my life for you. I can just accept the gift that you've given me. It's the free gift of God. It causes us, instead of gravitating towards selfishness, it causes us to gravitate towards love. And it causes us to share that love with others. And instead of earning, working, 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 all about me, me, me. Look, I just want to encourage you today. Receive today. Receive the gift of God. Don't get caught up in the never-ending rat race of trying to earn your salvation. Whatever the world teaches, don't believe that. The, the enemy would love for you to think you got to work your way out of that sin. you got to work, work, work. But that's not, that's not the way Jesus intended it for you. It's bigger than that. It's greater than that. And thank God it's not based on our earning. Because, boy, we would be working past our age of death if that was the case. 
The Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. I want you to see this today. For by grace you have been saved. Everybody say grace. Grace. The Bible doesn't say for by works you have been saved. And all of us said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. I love what Paul goes on here to make the church in Ephesus understand something really clear because obviously this is a problem that just keeps coming up, how the enemy loves to think us that it's our working, it's our doing. But Paul clearly says, this is not your own doing. May we all know today it's not our own doing. It's not how hard we do it. It's not how hard we work. It's not our own doing. It is the gift of God. It's the gift of God. It doesn't say it's the paycheck of God. May we all agree today it's not the paycheck of God. I can do a lot of work for the Lord, but I'm not going to earn a paycheck from the Lord. It's a gift. God freely gives it. It is the gift of God, and verse 9, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. The beautiful thing about the gift of grace is, is that we don't have to work for it. So therefore, there's nobody in the body of Christ that can stand up and say, well, I earn it a little bit more than you do. That was the problem with the Pharisees is they stood up in the places and they said, oh, thank God I'm not like that guy over there. Boy, what kind of earning mentality is that? But when it's about receiving a gift and not the result of works so that no one may boast, you and I, all the body of Christ, we're on a level platform and there's only one head who is Jesus. And we are brought into unity, not trying to earn anything. And it's by living through faith and grace comes that lifts us up. It's not earned. We are naturally taught earn to receive, but this doesn't work in the faith. It doesn't matter how hard you work. That does not determine the measure of one's faith. And as we said earlier, many will come before the Lord and say, did we not do this? But the Lord says, I never knew you. It is the gift of God, a gift that is received. Works are good. And the Bible teaches us faith without works is dead. This isn't a sermon about stop working. Oh, no, no, that's that's a whole nother sermon for another day. But it's a sermon about works are good, but Jesus is to come first and it's receiving a gift. And there are a lot of Christians today in the body of Christ who are committed to the work, but they're not committed to Jesus. But when the work passes away and all of it fades away, then what will they have to hold on to? But if we're committed to Jesus then all that we did for Jesus, then one day you and I will stand before him and he will say what? Well done my good and faithful servant. There is an emphasis on well done. It implies that we worked unto the Lord Jesus, not unto the work, not unto it its own self. So Jesus stands up with Mary and he, as he closes out in the speaking with Mary and Martha, and he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed, indeed only one. And Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. When Jesus says Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken away from her. Every time I read that, I think, oh, God, I want that. I want that. If it can't be taken away, I want that. What is that? It's the gift 
of grace. It's the gift of living in relationship with Jesus. It's the gift of receiving from the Lord Jesus. And this morning, I want to give you, as we close here today, a few, just th- quick two, two steps about how receiving happens. Number one, receiving starts with listening. Receiving starts with listening. And that's what Mary was doing. The Bible says that she sat at the feet of Jesus and she listened to all he had to say. The person who's working and working and working and trying to earn their way into heaven, they're not listening to the Lord Jesus. They're doing their own thing. But the person who is receiving, they're like earning. They're like Martha. Though she refers to Jesus as Lord, she is concerned to engage assistance in as long as it is into advance her plans and not his. But the person who learns to listen is concerned about Jesus's plan and not their own. The person who is concerned about listening to Jesus says more than everything else that's here. When Jesus is more important to me, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen to the purpose and the plan that he has for me. Receiving starts with listening and it's the starting with God. Not how, what can I work to do to get my salvation today? It's God. What is your plan? for me today? How can I hear of your plan and then join in with you as I'm living in relationship with you? Receiving secondly continues with submission. The Bible says that Mary sat at Jesus's feet. The person who is trying to earn their salvation or earn their way or trying to work for something from God, they haven't learned what it means to submit. They're trying to do their own agenda, their own plan. It's selfishness. But the person who learns submission learns that the most important thing that you and I have to do, not just one time in our life, but every day of our life, is surrendering to Jesus. Surrendering to Jesus. Every day, you and I, we've got to wake up in our spiritual life and we've got to say, Lord Jesus, I give myself to you. God, take this flesh away. Let it be crucified. Do away with the flesh. And now let me surrender to you. God, what is your plan today for me? What is God asking of me? Not of what is my flesh asking of me. What is God asking of me? It continues with submission, sitting at Jesus's feet. I'm asking the musicians to come. This picture of sitting at Jesus's feet is a picture of humility. It's a picture of submission. It's a picture of surrender. It's a picture that Mary would once again do later on when Jesus was being crucified. There they were gathered at the foot of the cross once again, surrendering and submitting to Jesus. And there she was looking up to Jesus and seeing the Jesus that she didn't have to earn anything from. She just learned to receive and she looked up to him and received the gift of salvation. This morning, I just want to encourage you today, stop trying so hard to earn and start trusting in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Oh, I remember some days in my life where I got so caught up in the work, so caught up in thinking, oh, no, God, I got to do this, this and this today for you. I've got to do all of these things today for you, all of this. And oh, how the Lord would just stop me and say, Charlie, stop doing And start being with me. You know what happened with Martha? Is that she was distracted, the Bible says, and worried. And this is what happens when you have misplaced priorities in the faith. It leads to frustration and worry. 
but correctly placed priorities where Jesus is above all else and you learn to receive the gift of God, correctly placed priorities lead to life and peace. And isn't it amazing to you that Mary, all she had to do was just sit. And in that moment was Jesus speaking to her. Life was coming. Wisdom was coming. Power was coming. Peace and joy and all the things she needed to grow in the faith. All the things that Jesus was just imparting. Imagine that for a moment. Sitting at the feet of Jesus and all the things that he could impart from us. But being and doing the work away from the voice of the Lord, we miss all of those nuggets and we get caught up on ourselves. And what it causes us to do is to be frustrated and worry and we get angry at God. God, don't you care? But Jesus said, I cared all along. I've been waiting for you. Come and be with me. Come and sit with me. Don't live a Christian life that says, I'll get my faith from Jesus on Sunday and that's it. No, live the Christian life that says, God, I can't go a day without sitting at your feet and learning to submit to you, listening to you, gleaning from you. That's the life God wants for you today. That's what God wants for you. You're struggling with sin in your life. You're struggling with frustration and worry. Can I just encourage you today, this morning, to get into relationship with Jesus? There is nothing else in the world that will correct that other than Jesus Christ. There is no hard work that will lift up a sin from your life. There is no hard work that will alleviate frustration and worry. What will alleviate all of those things is when you and I say, Lord, more than the work, I need you, Jesus. I need to be with you today. I need to sit at your feet and glean from you. And then what you'll discover is that God begins to send his grace to help you with frustration. God sends his grace to help you with worry. God sends his grace to help you with sin. God sends his grace to help you walk day by day you don't have to earn a single thing and this morning I just want to come and debunk a great myth for you today don't worry about earning it just receive it just receive it today just receive it I've been a lot of around a lot of great Christians who have great intentions for their lives but all oh, they get caught up in that cycle and then they burn out and they give up and they walk away from the faith because they had misplaced priorities. And this isn't a condemnation unto them. It's a word of, of caution and warning to all of us today. We are called to do great things for the Lord. But we can't do the work of the Lord without the help of the Lord. We need Jesus. Will you stand with me this morning? Every eye closed today. This morning you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you're burdened, you're frustrated, you're worried. You just can't figure it out. Can I just tell you today, oh, don't listen to the enemy. Stop earning. Just receive today. Come be with Jesus. Learn what it means to sit at the feet of Jesus. Learn to sit with a Bible passage. Don't get caught up in trying to read the whole Bible in a day. Just learn to listen. Take time and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? I need you today. This is why Jesus taught us to pray this way. Feed me my daily bread. He wants us to keep coming back. Don't stop coming. Not my monthly bread, not my weekly, my yearly bread, my daily bread. Keep coming back to him. Jesus, today I need you. I need you. And then with the grace that God gives us and the help that God gives us that we receive, then we go and we love and serve others as he intended to us to do.
this morning if you need prayer today you're frustrated you're worried would you just come and stand here this morning there's no shame in that I've, I've like I told you this I have to come back to this passage over and over and over again and say Charlie what in the world are you doing you're caught up in the work but not being with Jesus let's come be with Jesus today if you want to take a few moments and just sit at the feet of Jesus will you just come and kneel here at the altar today you need someone to pray for you and say listen I'm frustrated I'm worried I need God's grace today just come and ask of him freely you have received freely you shall give ask of me and i will give it to you jesus says so just ask him today let's you come this morning come this morning come this morning lord we thank you today jesus oh we thank you lord lord my heart leaps with joy today that i don't have to earn my salvation thank you jesus i don't have to pick up a cross and bear the pain and agony that you did lord i know i couldn't do it I would never be able to thank you thank you Lord that I'm not and none of us here today are called to earn our way into heaven we're called to receive the free gift and Lord when I think about the people that we are think oh God why would you want to give us a gift like that but because you love us you give it to us anyways so Lord today God may we just receive the gift Lord, we can do great things for you, Lord. We're going to do great wonders for you on the earth. But first, we're going to learn what it means to be with you, Jesus. Lord, help us to not get committed to the work more than you. Help us to get committed to you and then go forth in all the earth and preach the gospel to every creature, Lord. Help us to learn to live in this abiding relationship with Jesus, Lord. Help us to rest in you, Lord. Oh God, if we're overwhelmed and burdened and distracted today, Lord, would you help us this morning to come back into alignment with you, Lord, to get our eyes fixed once again on Jesus today, Lord. Help us to set our eyes on Jesus today, Lord. Not on earthly things, but on Jesus today, Lord. God, help us to fix our thoughts on you, our minds on you, to be with you, Lord. Help us not to go a day this week without being in your presence, Jesus. Lord, we love you today, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. You need Jesus today. Can I just tell you, it's free. There's no cost for you. There's nothing you have to do other than simply say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe, I receive. Yes, Lord, I receive the gift of grace. Oh, how I need it in my life today. The forgiveness, all that I need. I can't earn my way out, Lord. But God, you can forgive me just by right now saying yes to Jesus. So Lord, we give ourselves to you this morning. We surrender to you today, Lord. Lord, I don't want to get caught up trying so hard to live a right way. No, Lord, I want to live by faith, Jesus, knowing that your grace is going to help me live the way that you intended me to do, Lord. God, we thank you today, Jesus. Oh, God, may we all receive today the gift of God this morning for us. Grace, 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 where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Let it come today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. If you need prayer, please come this morning. We want to pray with you. In the meantime, we're going to sing this song all together. Just tell the Lord your heart today. Oh, Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, just tell him how much he means to you this morning. Just express your love to him, your gratitude. 
Maybe you haven't thanked him for a while that you don't have to earn your salvation. You just receive. Thank him today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you today. It's the free gift of God, not the result of our own doing, not by...